Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Welcome to a special Lost Without Moments bonus interview episode. Our bi-weekly podcast is focused on Japan, as well as special episodes like this one, where we look to share information about resources that are available for your next trip to Japan. This is your Kanko Gaido for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with hopes and dreams of a return to travel for himself and others in summer 2022. I'd like to thank you all for giving me a bit of your time today, and I truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that we could all use a beacon like this one in our lives to help guide us during these times, and my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a returning Lost Without listener, thank you again for your time and for returning once again. For today's show, let me introduce a special guest from the website Japanese Guest Houses and Rediscover Tours, Jeff Asgard. It's not often that I find resources for travel to Japan that that I've not found before. After discovering these sites while researching Osaka, I reached out in order to do an interview for you, the listeners, and quickly heard back from Jeff and was able to set up our interview for today. Having traveled to Japan multiple times, I love being able to find new sites that could potentially make my next trip even better and provide me with opportunities I potentially may not have known about otherwise. I feel very fortunate to have Jeff join us and share some information about both of these sites today. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to it today. Thank you so much for making time for our Lost Without Japan listeners by joining us on today's episode uh, to geek out about Japan and share some information about your uh, both your sites today. Um, before we get going with today's episodes, where could listeners go to take advantage of your services and to answer any additional questions they may have when they go to look to book their next trips? Sure. We offer, uh, we have two websites. One is JapaneseGuestHouses.com. That is a Japanese in or Ryokan reservation service. We've been doing this for about 20 years um, and have relationships with over 600 Ryokan throughout Japan. Uh, we're a personalized service, so we actually respond to everything by hand. Uh, if you have any special needs, just let us know. The other website is a uh, rediscovertours.com and that is a custom uh, trip service where we go, we listen to people, we figure out what they want, what they're looking for. We design, arrange, and then completely support their trip, uh, taking care of all the details, you know, accommodations, transportation, everything um, that they might need. We're also there in Japan, so if they do have any issues, you know, years ago we had a woman who got some liquid in her lungs. And we knew the doctors would be there for her, but we took care of her husband, got him into a hotel near the uh, hospital and did some basic translation for him just to make sure that, you know, he was doing okay. She was fine and was able to fly a week later, but it's still, I think it's just nice to know that you're not alone uh, in Japan, especially when, you know, really some bad things happen. And hopefully we never have to do that again because it's not, um, you know, 
We're, we 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 want to take care of everybody, but you know, rather not have people wind up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's especially when it's the you know, like that trip that maybe they're once in a lifetime trip. You want them to be able to make the most of it for sure. <laughs> so exactly, but, it was at the very end of their trip though, so that was good. <laughs> that's that's like if you're gonna have it, like definitely. I said don't want it at all, but yeah, it's it better if it's at the end. And and Jeff, so that's much fun. I know we were talking just a little bit before we started recording here. Um, and I love getting a chance for people to share a bit about themselves before we go into uh, the sites themselves. Uh, uh, anything that you'd like to share about yourself, like both with your uh, company, um, anything that you may want to share, uh, you know, about those. Go. This is your time. OK, uh, well, I mean, visiting Japan and just international travel, I think, is one of the best things that we can do to help each other understand different cultures. Um, in Japan, Japan is so safe that I highly recommend just wandering around. Uh, you know, you never know down some dark alley you go in and you, you meet somebody and it's almost never bad. Uh, right. you know, I've wandered in neighborhoods that, um, I would not do in Chicago or Detroit and have been perfectly safe. Let my daughter, my 18 year old daughter wander around and, you know, as much as she wants. Uh, but you know, I started out. You know, with I was lucky when I was in college, my dad got transferred to Hiroshima and with Ford Motor Company. So that got me to Japan. After graduation, I decided I was going to pack up my bags, um, move, got a job there teaching English, founded the company, uh, hired staff, and then we moved back here. So anybody thinking of moving to Japan, as long as you have a bachelor's degree or more, it's fairly easy to get a job teaching English that'll give you your visa and allow you to, you know, learn Japanese or do whatever you want to do for Japan, even if it's just for a year or two. Outstanding. And and for you yourself, like, uh, what was it that first attracted you to uh, Japan? <laughs> well, my parents were moving, so I figured, you know, I had a good opportunity. But, you know, once I got there, I was just amazed of you know, just how nice it was, clean. We were in Hiroshima, living in an apartment right by downtown. Um, yeah, wandering around, just the, the freedom that you have, even without a car, uh, is pretty spectacular. Uh, did a lot of cycling when I was there, and kind of fell, fell in love with Japan, and then ended up, you know, changing my major to international business with a focus on Japan. Um, yeah, and then after graduation, worked for a couple years in the U.S., then moved back just because it was saying, hey, I'm here. So wanted to move to a place where I knew absolutely no one. So I moved to Osaka, figuring if I screwed up, I can move to Tokyo and restart myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah. luckily, that wasn't net necessary. I uh, met my wife over there. And, you know, we have two kids and it's all you know worked out. But Japan's just just beautiful. I haven't been there it's weird. I haven't been there for like three years, and we're finally going back now, leaving uh, in May. Uh, super excited. Really excited about getting a really good bowl of ramen. Uh, I know people here in the U.S. like ramen, but I'm sorry. You just you don't you don't know yet. You will, though, <laughs> what, 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 once you get there. It's, it's, like, it's like all your dishes, like even if you're having things here and you do the best you can, it's still, yeah, it's still definitely yeah. not the same. Not the same. But, um. I know it's been three years, so you got that excitement that's building up. But uh, I know you were saying like with what you're doing and having done it uh, for like the last 20 years, um, what is it that still like excites you the most about visiting Japan? I know you're doing it for work. 
I, you know, it's a different experience <laughs> than like vacation stuff like that. But what are what are those things that still excite you? Uh, you know, when you visit each time. Yeah, the it's kind of where I mean, Japan's my second home. I've lived there fourteen years. You know, we would go back. You know, for about six weeks every year. My wife okay. is Japanese. My kids uh, both speak Japanese and English. My son is actually in Tokyo right now, uh, working there after college. Um, you know, family is you know for for me one of the biggest things. But just going around, I love Kyoto. I love Osaka. You know, we're definitely in the Kansai area. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's going to be food. Uh, not having to worry about driving is going to be is, is nice. Just jump on a train, listen to some music, read a book, um, and just you know, being back to to my second home. One of my most favorite things that I enjoy when I'm in Japan is just wandering around. And I mentioned that a bit earlier, but just wandering around and seeing what you say. I also love, you know, the big temples like in Kakuji are, are super cool. Kiyomi's that, that on Kyoto and all that is all very, very cool. But there's a bunch of small temples all around. Uh, years ago, I went to Nara with my kids and th- they, they were getting tired because it was in the middle of summer and they got some ice cream, which always helps. Um, and I, I just went walking around behind, um, where we were behind the great Buddha there. And it was quiet. It was beautiful. Just as nice as all the, you know, places with the tourists. But that's what I personally enjoy is getting out from the, the standard. So just wandering around, uh, seeing what you see, allowing things just to happen uh, wandering into a restaurant where you've never been before and knowing that there's going to be either photos in the menus or plastic food <laughs> right out in front <laughs> that you can kind of, you know, point and just say, I'll, I'll take that or whatever. It just gives you a nice, clear um, idea of what, what you're going to be ordering. And that's, you know, it's just, it's just nice. That's definitely uh, talking to someone that has experience yeah, yeah, it's like like having someone that has some experience going, especially as often as you have, and like booking things for other people. Um, you know, they can't help but being beneficial. And I know, like, uh, utilizing your service, not only just the Japanese guest houses, but like the uh, Rediscover tours, especially if it's someone's uh, first trip, um, or maybe they've had a trip that wasn't all that they thought it would be, uh, and looking to make that next one even better. I, you know, because it, it ranges, it ranges for things yeah. here. But besides doing, um, you know, taking advantage of the services you have, do you have like a travel hack for Japan that you would give to somebody just to help, uh, you know, make their trip uh, a little better? Yeah, give yourself plenty of time just to, as I said before, wander, um, yeah. walk into a restaurant that. You have no idea what, what they're going to give you. Um, try it. If you don't like it, that's fine. There's a 7-Eleven or a convenience store bakery down the street. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> within a, a few few minutes of walk. Uh, also, definitely stay at a ryokan at a Japanese inn at least one night. That'll be, for most people, that's going to be your splurge uh, night. You'll get an amazing kaiseki dinner, you know, full multi-course dinner. You'll like some of the things. You won't like other things. Once again, no, no problem. You just you know, there'll be enough rice and there's plenty of food, but just that experience, sit there, enjoy it. You know, the presentation is usually really, really good. Also, uh, you know, take that hot spring bath. 
I know it's weird yes, for yes. you know Americans to bathe, um, you know, to take that bath, but it is a bath, so you have to wash completely, and everybody is naked, so you're washing. It's divided by gender in most cases. Um, rinse off really well, and just soak in in that in that tub. Just you know, just in, enjoy that. Um, you know, if you're going in August, that's going to be a bit more complicated. But, you know, if you're going in the winter or in cooler months, that's definitely, but definitely, no matter what, even if there's not a hot spring or an onsen, definitely go to a ryokan. Uh, there's also other accommodations, just Shukubo, which are going to be Buddhist temples, like on Mount Koya. Shirakawago has the Gashotsukuri uh, accommodations, which are the thatched roof uh, houses. And there's just all of these unique ryokan, and each ryokan is a bit different. Uh, you know, and some of them are extremely old. I think our oldest was founded in what, 749 or something like that. Um, so it does have some, some age to it. Uh, the buildings are obviously not that old, but you know, that, that particular one, I think they're in their 46th, 48th generation. So wow. you don't want to, you know, the current owner doesn't want to be the guy who's dropped the ball, um, <laughs> with that. And it's just, you know, be, be willing to go off the beaten path a bit. You know, you don't have to do things. If you like modern Japan, Tokyo, traditional Japan is Kyoto. And then do do some, uh, you know, things in the countryside. We have this wonderful artisan cycling tour in near Lake Biwa, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, I did that a few years ago with my son. Yeah, and just wander. It's, It's safe. You can, if you get lost, you just, you know, hail a taxi. Uh, and they'll they'll take you home. So bring also, you know, if your hotel has a little card, just put that in your pocket. Uh, or if you've used us, you have everything on your in your tour organizer, so you don't have to worry about anything. You just show them what you know the address in Japanese, and they'll they'll take you there. Yeah. Oh, and be careful of the automatic uh, doors when they open in the taxi. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. That's that's a mistake you make once if you do make it. Isn't that? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but. No, that's, I think it's a nice segue, uh, uh, Jap. Like, I wanted to first focus on just the Japanese guest houses uh, website okay. uh, for you first. And what are some of your favorite type of lodging that you look forward, uh, like either yourself or um, people that you're booking seem to want to take advantage of when they visit Japan? Obviously, the the, the biggest one with that is going to be the hot spring in Ryokan, like in Hakone or Yunaka. Uh, onsen in that area, you know, because there's the there's you know in Yudanaka there's the snow monkeys which people really like. Um, pro hack would be don't go in the same bath with the monkeys because they have different hygiene than we do. Just yes. to keep that in mind. Um, one of the you know I really like Minchku. Minchku are smaller, more family focused. Usually not as nice. Uh, you'll have to put out your own you know futon, you know your own bedding. Uh, the meals are generally not as fancy. They're more home-cooked meals, still usually really, really good. Um, but that's me, you know, the really super nice ryokans with the private outdoor hot spring bath are also super nice, especially if you're going there for your honeymoon. And then my probably my favorite place um, is Mount Koya, Koya-san, and the Shukubo that they have there, which are temple accommodations. Um, you have Shojin Ryori food, which is going to be the monk's cuisine or you know the vegan monks cuisine um and it's just fantastic i took my brother-in-law there with my niece and they were like oh my god this is the best thing we've we've had here and like 
Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Aren't you glad? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, and, and what, once again, don't be overly concerned if you're going to get full or if there's going to be enough food because, you know, there's bakeries, there's, there's places around, you know, to just, just experiment and see, see what you find. Sometimes you find a winner. Sometimes you don't. Is it? And uh, no, that's for sure. And I said some of those things that you don't even think about uh, visiting or going to can end up being your favorites. Like one of my favorite dining experiences yeah. was uh, some Italian that I had uh, in Kyoto. And it's you know, it sounds weird saying that, that it's yeah. like you're going to find something that's just not that stereotypical Japanese. But I'm like, no, it was outstanding. And everybody that was in my group, we yeah. had about seven of us that went and we went to go eat and we stayed there to a point to where it was like, sorry. We're closing down. Like you need to leave. Like <laughs> time to go we, home. <laughs> yeah, we've been here for three and a half hours just eating this whole time. So no, that's definitely. I I love that recommendation for yeah. you. Uh, and what is yeah. w- one thing that maybe uh, one of our listeners might not expect to see as an option to play you know, as a place to stay in Japan? I know you brought up uh, temples and things. Is there anything else that uh, might might not be something that they might expect? Yeah, there um, there are some. You know, for lack of a better term, homestays. Like in Kamioka, we work with a woman there, Fukiko, and what she does is this rural exper- experience. Uh, so you stay in her home. She'll take you on a guided tour of Kamioka, uh, which is just west of, just on the other side of uh, the Arashiyama Mountains. I don't know if you remember there, if you go on the romantic train there, on the other side is Kamioka. And you're in a completely di- different area. That, you know, there's normal person would look at around and say, oh, there, there's nothing to do. Uh, but she yeah. just takes people around, um, you know, tests, um, you know, and, and just brings them to different artisans, brings them to, you know, there's washi makers, there's some pottery, you know, yakimono. Um, and that I also highly recommend paying attention to silly things like manhole covers um, because they're, they're decorative. So I, I call this sightseeing with, with your eyes open. Just you know, look around. It's okay. You are a tourist. Um, look at the buildings. You know, people will, if they don't need to, you know, if they need to get where they're going, they'll walk around you. It's it's okay to be a tourist and to, just to enjoy the city. You know, look at the goofy little cars that some people have. Look at the, you know, the bikes or the kids uh, running around, the interaction uh, with that. I, I really like, but um yeah, as far as accommodations goes, there's just such a huge variety. Um, you know, there, there's nice hotels. There's there there's even that Godzilla hotel in Shinjuku in Tokyo, uh, where you can you know he's like coming out of the the roof, and people have stayed there. And there there's just a lot of variations. Personally, I like more ryokan, but you can also overdo the ryokan experience. So I don't recommend every night. And I've, we've had people that say, "Oh, I want to do every night." I'm like. Mm, that's a lot um you know and it, it's just too much and you know having the the meals the full course meals i always look tell them you know it's like having thanksgiving dinner two days in a row first day it's amazing second day not so much so just you know keep these these full course it's okay to go you know have some just udon you know yes. so, just some noodles uh for for dinner or or lunch could not agree more. I said it's it's one of those things I, I kind of bring up in the when I'm talking to, to people too. It's just like your your sleep is important too, and just having like oh, yeah. your own your own space at times and like yep. a, a nice comfortable bed can make all the difference yep. in you know your trip a hundred times over. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, and the, definitely. So one so, or two nights. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and and Jeff, there's so like the listeners that reach out to the show, they have a huge range of budget. Um, so yeah. I could see somebody being like uh, concerned if they're trying to just make it to Japan. Um, what are some things that your uh, site may offer more of like a budget traveler? Um, well, for Japanese guest houses, I think we start at, I think our cheapest right around 7,000 yen per person per night. Um, and Very then it portable. goes up fr- fr- from there. So that that's not bad. Uh, for rediscovered for you know, rediscovered tours, we are focused more on the medium to higher end. We start out at about for one week, right around three thousand per person as a budget with accommodations, transportation, uh, and that. Um, there are other options for making things less expensive. Be careful not to, you know, if you are making your own hotel arrangements, don't get too far away from the station, yes. <laughs> because if you are, then you're going to spend a lot more money on taxis or just spending so much time just walking uh, to to the station. I think it's a little bit, you know. You know, you can be a, a little bit away fr- from it, but, you know, a few minutes walk is about all I would recommend. Um, if you're more budget convert, don't obviously don't eat at the hotel uh, because yeah. it, it can be good, but it can be expensive. And then don't get your meals with your hotel uh, with that. It's very convenient, but it, it will add to to the budget. And there's always. You know, as I said before, there's always a convenience store or a bakery or a coffee shop within walking distance, within sight most of the time. You just go, oh, and, you know, you probably remember in Japan going, huh, I would like a coffee. And you just start looking around for a vending machine. And, you know, if you're in the city, more than likely, (laughs) you're going to have one Uh, or a convenience store, 7-Eleven. And 7-Eleven and those convenience stores also have really good food. Getting the bento box at one of those or the sandwiches. it it's it's good stuff it's good quality um yeah it's not like here where you know it's a dead hot dog on a roller it's actually a really good meal and i eat at convenience stores all the time um you know when i'm there when i'm in the u.s i don't think i've been to a convenience store in the past three years or four years just because it's not not the it's same not, the thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> not at all not at all i would agree with you a hundred times over with that and um, this will kind of uh, transition over to our other two. But uh, in that same thing, then on the opposite, um, the, you know, opposite end of that spectrum, we have people that this yeah. they're thinking this is going to be their once in a lifetime trip to Japan. You know, not everybody's going to be going for their fifth, sixth, seventh trip. You know, <laughs> you know, so yeah. if they were looking to really make the most of it, what are some deluxe options that you might offer? Ah, for, for that, you know. We, we, for accommodations, we tend to splurge on the Ryokan, on the hot, hot spring Ryokan. Uh, getting a room there that has, you know, hot, possibly a hot outdoor hot spring bath, beautiful views, nice rooms, a really good meal. I highly recommend that. Uh, we also work with travelers who want to do, you know, if they want to have a Michelin starred restaurant re- reservations, we'll work at that. Geisha uh, re- reservations. You know, we have, you know, our, our biggest thing is this, is that it has to be authentic, yes. meaning I don't want this super touristy thing where, where it's, it's like the, this factory. It can be fun. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we're really focused on authentic. So any of the tea ceremonies that we do, they're going to be in a machia or in a tea house. Yes. 
with a tea master dressed in a kimono uh take about you know an hour to 70 minutes or something you have actual tea actual tea bowls not just you know what whatever they have lying around um yeah and just to get that authentic feeling and for me the authentic feeling comes from having that service from somebody who really likes what they're doing who is into it who actually is a tea uh master or if you're going for you know we have samurai kembu which is this art that it's kind of like how samurai would prepare for war so it's this dance to poetry and you can tell they're just really having a good time they're serious about what they're presenting uh it's not a factory sort of okay next here you go here's that here's that next um here's your bib um it it's all as real as we got and we tend to be hypercritical also private guides are fantastic yeah uh we work some some amazing private guides and we're hypercritical with our guides making sure that not only do they need to know the destination but they need to be able to read what the people are feeling you know so if they bring them to another beautiful temple and the client's eyes are just kind of glazed over because that can happen yes um you know to to switch it up to to be able to make changes on on the fly um yeah and you know don't be don't try to see everything don't try to you know (laughs) yeah do that because it's just too much you know tokyo's guilt they're they're just you can't you you, Um, you could spend weeks and don't worry about it you could spend weeks there alone and still not see anything and never leave, you know, Tokyo. Yeah. I, it, no doubt about it. No oh, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah. And, you know, private guides, de- de- definitely. You know, we still have, even if, you know, someone's spending, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 per person on a tour, we still have them take the trains. Yeah. We still, because they're just, they're, they're faster, they're safer, they're more comfortable than a car. We've had a couple of people really push to get a private car. Uh, you know, will oblige, of course, but it's just not the the best or most comfortable way to travel, unless you're going in between like two rural like Takayama and Kanazawa. Yes. Then a car can be nice because you can make d- different stops. But you know, inside Tokyo is now take the subway, look around, and enjoy it. You know, <laughs> enjoy what's going on around you. No doubt about it. And I know you, you have to be so excited. Like I, I said, you're, you're going to be going back, be able to get in um, and do that. What has been some of the biggest challenges, like your business, you know, project, things like that is, <laughs> has been facing? I mean, like, it, it's got to be these last few years uh, has been that. Like, what are you guys kind of doing to prep for this? Like, I, I really feel that Japan's going to open up this year. It's just a matter of when. Like, so how, oh, yeah. like, what have, what have you guys been doing to kind of ramp back up for that? Uh, mostly we've completely rebuilt our, our website uh, for the tours. We've added some things to Japanese guest houses. Uh, you know, it's definitely been tough because, you know, cash flow then went to zero. Luckily, the, the Japanese government has been supportive uh, and help, helped us stay alive with uh, grants and loans and things. Um, otherwise, it, it just, you know, no, no company can be closed for two years. Yes. Uh, and still, so we're still able to make payroll. We're still able to, to do these things. Um, but yeah, I've been reaching out to other service providers. A lot of them have gone, you know, bankrupt, but, uh, it's reaching out to them, talking with them, getting prepared. We have a new YouTube channel, uh, that our, that Vincent does in our Japan office, you know, it's, it's getting there. We got about, you know, 700 or 800, you know, subscribers. So it's nothing, you know, nothing amazing, but 
I think we found our style uh, with that where it's it's quiet. You just you're just enjoying uh, where he's taking you and what what he's doing. Uh, that's been a good project. Staying together has been also making sure that we're communicating on a weekly basis that we're not you know ready to shoot each other uh, yeah. at times providing you know any sort of support that i can um yeah I, you know there's you know we know japan we've been doing this for 20 some odd years so we know japan and i've i'm blessed to have an amazing team in japan um you know they're they're just you ask them hey you know we're got a guy who's doing this he wants to do this and like okay pfft. uh and it's done in a way that i know that the guest will like it it's not just um you know, take to just, um, you know, at random or just, you know, like a, sloppily. A going, yeah, cutter. this is fun. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's done well. We pay attention to how travelers go from spot to spot, how much time they're spending in the train, making the flow of the tour, making the flow of the trip, uh, work. And I, I'm super blessed to have you know these amazing people work with me. It just, it, it kind of freaks me. I'm like really you guys are uh, with me sort of <laughs> idea and they're like yeah we think that's weird too now that you mentioned it you are an idiot yeah um but yeah you know that that's what we, we've been working on and then also building up networks around here because we do also work with some travel agents uh you know some travel agents are actually these what i call high value added travel agents where they're not just <laughs> Um, you know, here, here's, here's your cruise sort of thing, which some of them do and they make decent money. But, you know, with the ones that are really paying attention to their guests that are, have that dedication to excellence and that are trying, you know, doing everything that they can to make their, their travelers, you know, and their clients really happy and enjoy what they're doing. Cause a lot of times, you know, people who use the rediscover tours, they go on one or two international trips a year and they're not the type that, you know who are excited about making all, all the arrangements. Now, when you're doing your trip to Japan, my guess is you really enjoy working out all these little details, looking at, at the different things, you know, yeah. seeing if there's a nearby town that, that would be fun, looking at the location of where you're staying. And that's part of your enjoyment. That's part of your, your, your trip. For other people, yeah. you know, it's, it's like doing taxes. I give my taxes to a CPA and I say, make it other people <laughs> enjoy doing all the taxes and things like that. You know, they, they enjoy trying to find a new write-off or something. For me, I'm just, here, make it go away, and I'll cut yeah, you a not, check. Yeah, not everybody wants to spend, you know, two to four weeks researching a city uh, you know, before they go out. And, like, you, you, your, your comment about making time and setting aside time is huge because it's so easy to overbook and overwhelm yourself. The first oh. time I went back to Japan on my own, um, I went and did my flight, flew into Narita because that was the option, and then went yeah. from Narita to Tokyo and Tokyo to Kyoto, all like, you know, one right after another. And that was one of the worst <laughs> decisions that I made as a traveler, you know, because you get there and I remember like having no energy. I was so beat that the only thing I oh, yeah. did was go to McDonald's because I didn't want to like, you know, like figure anything else out. Got to where I was yeah. staying. Didn't know that the place was eight floors without an elevator. Um, got to Ooh. the top. 
uh, you know, put all my things down, had like a couple fries, and I think I passed out on the futon without maybe even unwrap, like, you know, like, to, like putting it out. So, yeah. yes, that that's, I, I could not agree with you more on that. And having somebody like, like yourself and like, uh, for the services can make sure that that, you know, what I, what happened to me doesn't happen to them. That's, you know, that's yeah. a good thing. So, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it, it, it's one of our rules to not let people do what you did. <laughs> it's just you know it makes a memory that's for sure and and i'm gonna have us uh jeff it's okay with you we're gonna move on to the rediscover tours portion i know we've been hitting you know on it uh periodically as we've been talking yeah, along um but what are some of i, I was looking through the site itself and, and there's quite a bit like way more than i would e- even have expected which is one of the reasons i reached out um to your uh site because there there were so many things here but what are some of the tours that Rediscover, uh, like, well, you know, tours offers Rediscover for Tours does everything for them from the time that, that you arrive to, to the time that, that you leave. So with travelers, you know, we're taking care of you know, really everything that they need. So when they arrive, we send somebody to, to, to the airport, pick them up, uh, give them that soft landing. You know, they're tired after, you know, after a long flight. And you, you just want to give someone in your hand, take me to where I need to go uh, sort of idea. They get them in, they check them into the <laughs> hotel, they make any reservations for them uh, that we need for the JR Rail Pass, because that's a great way of saving money if you're a tourist. Um, and then they'll point out a couple here. Here's some places to get some food so that they don't have to go to the, the, the McDonald's down, down the street. You know, they'll introduce here. Here's a nice udon n- n- noodle place. It's simple, yes. though, not a whole lot of flavor. You're, you're fine. You know, or if you want something, if you want like kimchi ramen or something like that, you know, the uh, the spicier noodles, um, then, you know, here's a spot for you. For me, I always, you know, I almost exclusively on the day I arrive get udon, uh, just the udon noodles, the simple fat udon noodles, because it just goes down well uh, with that. But we also then will, you know, the hotels that we have, we try to get them into uh, our our basic theory is to get you in a good location, in and in a room that's a slight step up room, not not the top, not the bottom, depending on what you're doing, but not the, you know, the one next to the ice maker or the, you know, that idea. We want to make sure that they're in a in a decent room, um, and then if they have a private guide, send that out to them or any activities if they want to do a walking back alley tour, well, you know, for food with. That we'll, we'll set them up there or go to Tsukiji Market, you know, the old outer market. Uh, but, you know, the fish market uh, in Tokyo. So sometimes I forget what, what people know and what people don't know yes, uh, yes. about Japan. Tsukiji for me is just a common thing that I think everybody knows, but I realize it's the old fish market, the outer market that they have. They recently moved it. Uh, yes. But, you know, That's- those sorts of places, letting them know what time they should go to these places. Um, you know, and then giving them basic advice on, you know, I want to go to to this place. Is it worth it? Uh, it's like, yeah, it looks, you know, it has four good angles, but that's about it. If they want to go to Jibity Studios, you know, we'll do our best to get them tickets with for that. Um, yes. and we'll also, you know, sumo wrestling, baseball games, people like to uh, go to because it's just so different than what we have here in the States. Uh, and then we go back and forth. We talk to them, we figure out 100%. what they want, what they actually want, what they, you know, what things that they can skip. If they're over scheduling themselves, we say, hey, th- this is fine, but you're going to have the- these sorts of issues. You're, you know, 
you know, I want to go to Hokkaido and then, then maybe do a day trip to Okinawa. And it's like, we're like, no, you, you can't do that. That's a long flight. Um, or that they want to go to some really nice beaches somewhere yes. in Nagano. Like, well, they just don't exist. Um, you know, there might be some beaches, I don't know, but yeah, I haven't found any. Um, you kind of got why I found some great ones, but you yes. know, so yes. that, that, that's what we're doing. And then we take care of everything for them. We want to make, sh- you know, just make it as easy as we can for them, support them. We give them also a pocket Wi-Fi so that they have internet access, Google maps, um, figuring out where to go and teach them about, you know, some people don't know about Google translate. Um, you know, which Google Translate is great because you can hook it up to your camera and point it at things and it'll give you a really rough translation. You do have to know that it's a rough translation. Uh, you know, <laughs> Eastern Capital. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's better than nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's better than nothing for sure. And I, you're correct though, because like I have Tom, uh, one of my friends that's joined the show as of, uh, you know, more recent. And one of the things he brings to the show is exactly like you're saying, um, even with the you know fish market and things is you don't know what yeah. people do or don't know. And it's easy to start assuming knowledge. Um, and he's always <laughs> the one to kind of bring out questions and say, hey, Mike, what is this? And I'm like, you're right, Tom. Like, thanks for, you know, thanks for doing this. So, uh, you know, it, it is great to have that. And one of the things that really caught my attention when I looked at your site was the uh, book now. Yeah pay later option of your site uh that, that was being offered like can that you was tell us a little bit more about out, that um as covid what, what was coming on just to give people an opportunity to possibly you know book their trip and then uh not worry about we didn't want to collect their deposit because as soon as we collect their deposit then the only thing we really can do is postpone the trip because we have expenses that occur you know the credit cards take some money Uh, banks take some money and the whole thing so we just thought that would be a a better way of of doing that since that we've actually kind of rolled that back a bit because we were setting up all kinds of tours for people and then japan we were thinking japan was going to open after the olympics last yeah yes right okay and and then delta hit and the (laughs) omicron hit and we're like we just don't know and i don't want my team just going out making all all these arrangements just to have to then remember to cancel them uh and possibly putting at risk we're still talking yes. to people we're still designing tours we're still you know doing everything we can to get it just to the point of pull, pulling the trigger but we also didn't want you know we had enough trips that we had to postpone uh when it hit and you know we, we really didn't want people to be out there plus you know the yen is kind of going nuts right now uh, i don't know if you pay attention um, yes it is <laughs> I, I i bought some money for myself already that i that i put aside like uh to come out for my son and i like because i'm just like hey the, the rates yeah. i'm like i haven't seen yeah. it like this in a long uh, time you know, so for people sure. are saying it's gonna be like 120 or 125 i think it's at 120 ish now um you know when we started doing this i was 105 yes 110 and it's been constantly bouncing around. I'm not an expert on those things because if I was, that's what I would be doing for a living. And you know, uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> predicting currency valuations is is a is something that I cannot understand. People doing it's more of a gamble for me, but I'm sure there are people who do well. Um, but you know, we we were looking at that. But once again, we're still going to 
you know, we're still talking to everybody. We're still, you know, getting out. Here's the trip you want. Um, what what do you think it'll cost? Well, it might be in, you know, we get their budget and, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep it within that budget the very best we can. Uh, and then we also quote the trip out so they know exactly what's included before they pay their deposit and before we start actually making the, the formal yes. um, re- reservations. But yeah, we've kind of pulled back on that one a bit, you know, because I was always also hoping April would uh, make sense. You know, April, sense. yeah, because cherry yes. blossoms are blooming right now. Uh, you you and me both, because I was really hoping um, that it was going to be around that time, too. And that, uh, you know, my son, we, we have booked for the middle of June and, and that's kind of up yeah. in the air at this moment, too. Right now, um, I had one of the listeners, like I said, she's end of August and I'm like, I'd feel pretty good about her possibilities, uh, you know, of doing that. And especially yeah. with how things seem to be going right now. So here's the hoping that, you know, that's going to be for everybody. And I. One thing, I don't know if you're the same way, but when people start talking to me and they found out, find out Japan's an interest of mine, they're like, man, I'd love to go. But, you know, it's got to be so expensive uh, to, to even go. What are some of the things <laughs> that you might tell people that, you know, this, th- their dream of like going is, is oh, yeah. way more attainable than what they think? Like, what would you tell somebody oh, that d- kind d- of comes to you with that? I mean, you can get a lot less expensive accommodations. Um, you don't need a guide by any means. Right. You can figure out most of the stuff if you're willing to do the work. Uh, I would probably splurge on, um, you know, pocket Wi-Fi device just so you have that. So you have yes. that, yeah. um, you know, focus in in a little bit of learning some basic Japanese because that does help. It does open up doors for you. If you say, you know, arigato, ohio, konnichiwa. just, just some basics. Um, does you know people think oh okay they're 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 making an effort um with that um but yeah just you know for food you know convenience stores um bakeries uh simple udon you can get uh wakame udon you know just the udon with some uh some sea vegetable in it the wakame uh that for like five six hundred yen so five six dollars and it's it's going to be fine um yes you know bring your own water you know have a a canteen of water that that you bring around instead of spending 100 150 yen uh, on water you can also get drinks if you go into the um uh, like uh drug stores you can generally get drinks significantly less than in the vending machines um but you know, there's and there's all kinds of you know in in Osaka there's okonomiyaki which you can get a big plate. I don't know if you had that, but like seven hundred yen, you know, seven dollars. Yes, yes. You can get a really really nice meal. Fill up it's, in to save some money. Fill up at lunch. Lunches are generally cheaper than dinners, and just do a light dinner instead of what other people do. They do a light lunch. Just kind of have that yeah. big meal there. Um, yeah, and go to the bakery the night before. Get some bread. And just just, just enjoy it. <laughs> it really yeah, is. Like yeah. Any of the bakery items there, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then, what are some of the more popular tours that seem that people seem to gravitate to Most of um, what, on your what, site? You know, our customers are doing are going for the the private guides. Uh, you know, they're 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 going to do that tea yeah. ceremonies. We have a really great company in Kyoto that does an amazing tea ceremonies. Are big. Um, the rural cycling, either in near Lake Biwa 
or in Takayama are popular. Um, obviously, Djibouti um, studios are big. Uh, before COVID hit, it was almost impossible yes. to get tickets to the point where there were uh, people who would set that include the ticket in a tour of the local garden and would charge you like seven times more than what, but they, they were able, it was included that, you know, they, they would walk you around this area and then you, you get, and it almost became the only way to get a ticket. Um, going into uh, okay. Naoshima is a big one. Naoshima is that art Island with the Benesse house uh, is big. And yes. those are, you know, and a lot of those are the big kind of formal things, you know, but we do push a lot of wander sightseeing with your eyes open uh, sort of idea because that's, you know, Japan is truly yes. set up for that. You don't need to be bounced around. Uh, that. We don't do a lot of or really any of these city tours just because they tend to, you know, they, they'll drive past Ginza in Tokyo right. um, and say, hey, there's Ginza. And, you know, Oh, okay, it's building in lights. Cool. You, you 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 don't get any of the feel for what it actually is. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you know that it used to. It, Ginza was actually a place where they used to make silver. So hence the Ginza uh, name. If you look at the kanji, you'll see that. Don't know how good your kanji is, but I figured I'd point that out to you. <laughs> awesome. No. I, working on uh with every chance i get like i was telling you i said i, I really want to at some point in time like be out that way and living there so it's providing mm. some more motivation as of late <laughs> to get a little bit further on um and then like for yeah. you have people that are coming for their first time what would be some like recommendations for tours or things and you just went through some okay. so if you want to repeat any you're perfectly fine uh, for someone like myself, that's been, um, you know, three, four five times, whatever it is that was reaching out to you, um, what would be some things that you, you'd for, look to, for someone to first set time? There's with? obviously, you know, Tokyo for modern Japan, Kyoto for traditional Japan. Uh, from there, we yes. kind of go two ways. We either go with the Hiroshima Miyajima um, area. So, you know, Hiroshima having your know, peace park, then Miyajima is this island in the Seto Inland Sea. Um, or up to Takayama, Kanazawa, Shirakawago, that area tends to be where, you know, people get enough of, of all the different sides of Japan. For you, I would focus more on, on a smaller part of Japan, either the Tohoku area, um, you know, bringing you up into, you know, into that sort of area and focusing on that and going a little bit deeper. Shikoku, Kyushu, obviously, uh, would be there, you know, cause you can do quite a, quite a lot if you're active there's a really nice uh, cycling route from uh, onomichi over to shikoku which is nice that most people can do even if they're not cyclists uh it's over the bridges that connect up the islands to that there's also some really cool kayaking yes. near miyajima that's nice um and then if you've been there like we've done a trip with with my mom and her friends and you know she's lived there for you know when my dad was there uh, so we set her out to uh, Shodoshima and to Gero Onsen and to all these, you know, little, you know, she had to take her friends to Tokyo and Kyoto, of course, but we wanted to also bring them some of standard course, things <laughs> or some, some non-standard things that she's never been to because we wanted her to also have a trip. And she loves Shodoshima, uh, you know, which is an, uh, an island in the Seto Inland Sea in that area. She's like, oh, my gosh, they make olives here. Um, and she really... Uh, enjoyed that so you know i just kind of bounce ideas off That's of awesome. people get given there and then you see them gravitate towards something and then we kind of build there 
uh, but focusing in on an area and then going more in depth into it usually works out better. We've also done driving tours of Hokkaido for people um, that, you know, for me, Hokkaido is very cool, but it's, it's basically Michigan in Japan. So it doesn't have, have as much, you know, it's, it's the Midwest, <laughs> you know, not, not as many mountains cold. Um, yes. You know, but pe- people really like to go out there, you know, Wakanai and those areas that, you know, there's tons and tons of great places. It just don't want to bounce you too much around. Um, and then there's also Okinawa, which has uh, Ishigaki right. and Miyakojima. Those sorts of areas are also, you know, for people looking for that beach sort of area because there's some beautiful beaches down there also. Yeah, because it's a that's one thing that keeps me like people say like uh, why have you you know been so many times because it's not often that you keep on returning back to a country again and again and again. Yeah, there's just so much there that like even with having been the times I have, I'm like I could go oh, yeah. four more times and still have oh, yeah. plenty to uh, see. I've, I've, I've lived there for fourteen sure, years so. and there's still you know tons uh, of places I've never been. That's it. Sounds good, Jeff. And and one um. Uh, things too. I just want to kind of go back yeah. to uh, your sites and things like that that are there. Um, I'll have you uh, email me if you sure. don't mind the your YouTube link uh, for that. I'll include the websites for um, both Thanks. of your sites in the show notes. Um, and then I also will include the YouTube links. We have a uh, Google Doc too that I have that's just like a friends of the show type thing or resources for yeah. Japan that I'll put that in as well. Um, but no, is there, is there anything else, um, about, uh, your site services or things like that, that you'd want to, um, kind of share with the listeners before we kind of share some potential goals for yourself for like, uh, for, for the <laughs> site and things for 2022? Um, no, I just, yes. you know, <laughs> my, my, my big thing, if you haven't noticed is wandering, um, don't, 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 don't be afraid of yes. making mistakes. Don't be afraid of doing cultural uh, mistakes as long as you're not a jerk and not an obvious jerk you know you don't walk up and just slap yes. people because they they said a joke to you you actually you know you're, you're trying to be kind if people are you know japan has just like every single country has their share of jerks and their share of amazingly kind people and at any time any one of us can be that person so j- just keep that in mind um for sure you know and when when you're walking through a a crowd in like Shinjuku or something, don't make eye contact, just keep on walking. And that's the best way through the crowd. Uh, but you know, for, for, for the sites, just go in, explore, even if Japan's not open, just, you know, kind of look at some beautiful pictures, start planning. Don't be afraid to, you know, contact us, even if it is closed, you know, we'll do what we can to, to help you uh, to start building up, up your trip. There's no fees or anything for talking with us, for asking questions. It only comes, you know, what, what, once you've made a commitment to travel with us, uh, with that, if you are making re- reservations at Japanese guest houses, you know, do your best to be fairly committed, you know, to going because, you know, the inns are generally family owned and you don't want to take up a room that they could, yes, uh, give to somebody else. Also, they're, you know, a lot of times they will charge cancellation fees. And if you don't pay them, they expect us to pay them. So just keep that in mind, you know, but I mean, they're they're family run businesses and, you know, if you have to cancel, just give them a week or so uh, to do so that they can fill that up with 
hopefully with somebody else because they've also been going through, you know, COVID has hit the Yokan uh, market super hard. Um, you know, we're lucky that the Japanese government has been very supportive of it, but, you know, they don't, nobody wants to collect that, that money. We just, we want to go out and do, the Ryokans want to do what, Correct. what they do. They want to serve people. They want to go and, you know, that, and, you know, getting, I also recommend getting off the beaten path a bit, uh, but being prepared for what that actually means. It does mean longer travel times. It does mean less English. It does mean, you know, less luxury possibly. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Jeff, thank you so much for uh, joining us on today. I, I uh, super appreciate you making out the time. And um, I, I got to tell um, all the listeners, if they're reaching out to me as quickly as they are, uh, and I'm just doing, you know, like, a podcast imagine like if you're actually you know looking to book or take advantage of that um uh jeff uh, and everyone that i've talked to has been nothing but a pleasure to talk to so uh you know i definitely wanted to get this resource out to you all uh because again uh, the more resources you have uh the more opportunities you have and the better your trip is going to end up being thank you so yeah. thank, you again. Japan thank you soon. again uh, <laughs> That's that's my only goal for the business. Can't wait. And that's like, you know, perfect goal. I was like buying money, like I say, like we're we're speculating because I'm just like, okay, I don't speculate. I know it's eventually going to go back down. So I'm taking advantage of it. I'm like, like, I'd like to take this money that's doing nothing for me and just basically monopoly money while I have it in the States and use it for my son and I. (laughs) It'd be crazy. Great. So, but on behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us today for this interview. We look forward to seeing you on board again for our next regularly scheduled episode as we continue our discussion on Japan, travel, cultural, and your Lost Without moments. So to everyone out there, (laughs) Oginki Day. Stay well, my friends. (laughs) Oginki Day. Thank you.